1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando
2: Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 30th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm an expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Just follow me on Twitter at philiprr.com. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Penny, no longer up for the coach for the Orlando Magic. We'll explain why the timing wasn't right. Plus, another devastating injury. The NBA will be on our road to the playoffs to close out today's show. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked podcast. Podcast work by search grab, and grab download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only get from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks after their big win? over the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 4, check out Locked On Hawks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Thursday at 5 p.m. To get in on the action, we'll talk about the NBA draft, we'll talk about the coaching search, we'll talk about a whole bunch of things. Join me, why don't you? I'm sorry, I stole that line from a friend. Um, join me for Spotify Green this Thursday at 5 p.m. Yesterday, after Penny Hardaway went on Instagram and announced that he was withdrawing from consideration for the search for for the Orlando Magic's next coach, he um, I, I, I went back and thought about uh, his appearance at the Amway Center for the team's 25th anniversary season. Um, growing up, I was a Penny fan. Like, I'm not going to hide that. Uh, he was my favorite player. Uh, I, I had everything number one. Um, and wanted to be a tallish point guard like Penny Hardaway. I do not have the ball handling skills to do that. But uh, before, I had my affinity with with us. Uh, Stiff centers, which is what I eventually became. Uh, Penny Hardaway was just, for lack of a better term and or pun, magical. Um, and yes, I, I understand that there's tension with Shaq for that exact reason, that people were drawn to Penny and his style of play more than Shaq. But Penny was truly a special player. And, and I do think, and, and you know, maybe we'll get into this at some point during the offseason, I do think a lot of history has forgotten that. Um, especially as a newer generation of fans comes in that that doesn't have the memory of seeing Penny live. He's, you know, a legend. Everyone recognizes him as a legend. Um, and, And I do think that if the Magic did start retiring jerseys, Penny would be up there already. The number one should be retired, should be retired twice, but number one should be up there um, it, when whenever the Magic decide to ch- choose to retire jerseys. He's, he's that vital to the franchise. And it's important that our franchise, that this franchise remembers its history in, in some fashion. And so during the 25th anniversary season, Penny was back inside the building, back inside the Magic's building. Obviously, he was not in the Amway Center when he played. but And I remember he did his his, press, his media availability before the 25th anniversary season. So this was before the Hall of Fame. Um And he he mentioned that when the Magic invited him to come back, he was a bit apprehensive about it. He was was unsure if he should come back to Orlando because his exit was really messy, like super messy. And, And there's a lot of anthropological, sociological, whatever you want to call it. I don't know exactly what the right word is. There is a lot inside of Penny's departure from Orlando stuff that I was certainly guilty of as a seven, eight-year-old fan that probably didn't realize everything that was going into things. Um, and certainly a lot of kind of socio-cultural things happening in the city that certainly would not have happened today. Um, and certainly the way that conversation was couched, when look when you look back at it is was done in a very unsavory way. Um, but Penny was pushed out and kind of kicked to the curb. And he was unsure if this fan base would welcome him home, would welcome him back. But what I do remember from that night was more than any player that came through for the 25th anniversary season, you know, Shaq, T-Mac, uh, I think, you know, there's, there's so many players that came, Same Vincent came through, like some, some you know, not some, some, Orlando Magic legends big and small, capital L, lowercase l, came through that year. Penny's ovation was probably the loudest um, that I have heard. Penny and T-Mac, for as acrimonious and as ugly as their exits were, probably are the most beloved figures in Magic history right now. Are, Are probably the most beloved former players in this team's history at the moment. Penny had his home again. The timing at that point, the 25th anniversary season, which was six, seven years ago now, the timing was right for him to come home. And so it seemed that the timing was aligning once again to bring Penny home in a different capacity as the future head coach of the Orlando Magic. I won't deny this. Fans have been asking me, when's Penny going to be the coach of the team? Even before Steve Clifford was fired you know, anytime there's an inkling the Magic might move on from their coach, the first name that comes up was always Penny Hardaway. And I demurred, like I won't lie. And even in this, this instance, I demurred. I said, you know, I think giving him an interview is fine. I think that he deserves a look. But he, I think he needs a little more time at Memphis. Um, and, and, and I would always say, like, look, as much as Orlando is his home, Memphis is his home. That is where he grew up. That is his city. He has royalty there, and he's trying to resurrect his alma mater. Getting him to leave Memphis would be a huge task, and I honestly think there's only two franchises that he would leave uh, Memphis for, and that's the Magic and the Grizzlies. He's always going to have some connection to his home, I believe. But the timing here wasn't right for him to make the jump. And as much as the rumor mill spun over the last few days, it appears Hardaway knew and understood that too, that this wasn't the right time. Hardaway's obviously only coached three years at Memphis. He's got a win percentage, about about a 660, it's a 660 something win percentage, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. He's made the NIT twice, has not made the NCAA tournament. And that was always my biggest concern, was just the general lack of experience as a big-time college coach. Yes, his recruiting gr- gains are fantastic. Yes, I think he would be great at establishing relationships, especially with the young players. And that made him a bit more intriguing, to be perfectly honest. But at the end of the day, I said, I, my, my thought on Penny was, I'd like to see him be more successful at Memphis before you take the leap to the NBA. Before relationships, really ma- before relationships really matter, before relationships really matter, because at the end of the day, these are pros, and winning is what talks. Your ability to get everyone to coalesce around an idea and to win. Penny said in his uh, message on Instagram, "You know, he that that he one day hopes to be an NBA coach, and it would be special if that happened in Orlando, but this is not that time." There's still work for him to do at Memphis. There's still things he needs to accomplish. And honestly, if all of this interest, if all of this talk that came out among the NBA media from, came from Penny Hardaway's camp to leverage something from Memphis, well, that's just the game, to be perfectly honest. That's just the game that's played. It was, to me, not a coincidence, although perhaps it was, that about an hour, hour and a half after Penny posted on Instagram that he was coming back to Memphis, that NBA reporters like Shams Charania of The Athletic reported that Larry Brown was joining Penny Hardaway's staff as an assistant. Uh, I would certainly, certainly feel comfortable betting that all this interest, all this reporting that Penny was a serious candidate for the Orlando Magic, that there was all this maneuvering going on behind the scenes, preparing for Penny's departure... That was all a smokescreen or a leverage pull by Penny to get them to spend the money to get Larry Brown as an assistant. He just signed an extension. He's not asking for more money. But getting a high-priced assistant, getting a high-level assistant like Larry Brown, it's A, both an admission that yeah, Penny still has a lot to learn about being a coach, but B, definitely a very high-priced thing that he's asking Memphis to do and threatening to leave. Is something that, co- that that college coaches do when they want more from their university. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that that's that's right or wrong or or you know tell say that oh you know Penny used the magic. That's not true at all. The magic gave the interview. You don't give an interview. You know they, they, the reports were that the magic gave the interview to Penny as a courtesy. Um, it always sounded like that's that's the minimum they would do, and they came away impressed. Impressed enough that this reporting seemed to pick up legs and start running before it fell flat on its face. But ultimately, it does seem like the Magic are trying to go in a different direction. The Magic have something else in mind. And so while Penny appears to be readying himself for an NBA job, this wasn't the moment to go for it. For either side. For the Magic or for Penny Hardaway. Penny's obviously got more work to do. The Magic... Seem like they want something a little bit more. So now with Penny off the board, we should go quickly over some of the candidates that the Magic have because it does appear and it does feel like this process is coming closer and closer to a conclusion. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform Made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Magic once a week so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me, and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Magic podcast through our Green Room conversations. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room on Thursday at 5 p.m. Thursday at 5 p.m. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at P Rossman Wright. that's P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Thursday at 5 p.m. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orlando Magic. So we'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Wilson, you sent the game-winning
1: email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do
0: it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click when everyone uses Grammarly everything just makes sense
1: go to grammarly.com/podcast to download it for free that's grammarly.com/podcast easier said done
2: Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Miklo Balcher. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Unfortunately, uh, Tuesday night was not a night to enjoy basketball. Um, As much fun as it was watching the Hawks play without Trey Young and put up a really strong effort to to tie their series at 2-2, the game was obviously clouded by the injury to to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, uh, while I'm recording this here on, on Wednesday morning and there's no report yet on what the injury is, everyone is fearing the worst and fearing that it is the same injury that the Magic have experienced plenty of times this year. And, and frankly, an injury that we've just seen way too many times. Um, all I could think of is, uh, as I saw Giannis on the floor clutching his knee and screaming in pain was uh, I, have, I have seen that face far too many times this season. Um, I, I, was, I was in the building when Markel Fultz tore his ACL, and you know this arena was still largely empty at that point. And the scream you could hear all the way up to the media loge, um, frankly, that's going to stay with me. That was just haunting to hear the, the, the kind of pain that, 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 that Markel must have been going through. And, and we know Markel's a tough dude. Um, and, and unfortunately, we've seen that same look from Jonathan Isaac in the last year. Uh, we've seen that same look from Jamal Murray. Uh, it anytime you see someone tear their ACL, you know it's just a it's a really difficult injury. Um and just it, it robs you of time. That's 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 the biggest thing it does is it robs you of time. And Giannis was having such a special season and, and, and Milwaukee having such a special run, um, defeating a really stacked Brooklyn Nets team that a lot of people figured were going to win the championship in, in overtime in game seven. It it felt like the the door was open for Giannis to get his first ring. And and you know, I'm a believer that I want to see the best players win championships. Um, I, I was really thrilled when LeBron won his first title with Miami, even though it was with the Heat. I was really thrilled to see Durant win his first title with the Warriors. I want to see the best players win titles because um, it is important to their legacies. Um, we don't want Karl Malone's, We don't want Charles Barkley. Those guys are great players, but not having a ring will haunt them forever. Um, I want to see Giannis win a championship. Um, and, and this felt like I want to see Chris Paul win a championship. I I I'm I, I want the Suns to win and I'm really hopeful and excited for Chris Paul to have a shot at winning a championship. And of course they gotta take care of their business tonight to do that. But um watching Giannis on the floor in that much pain was just it was difficult to watch. Um, you know, and I know, uh, you know I know the the copy here for, for Mikkelopis is is to find enjoyment in the game, but it's just it's been a really difficult season. Um, and I know the players agreed to it, and I know that the playoffs have been largely a normal schedule, but this season has added up, and it has taken its toll on this league and taken its toll on these players. Um, It's Frankly, the schedule is why the Magic are in the position they are and rebuilding completely. Um, I I am convinced of that. Uh, If the NBA had a more responsible, spaced out schedule. I think the Magic would have been competitive enough to stay in the playoff race and we wouldn't be talking about the team in the way that we're talking about them today. Um, These are consequential decisions that the NBA, in conjunction with the players, the players agreed to all this, mind you, um, these are consequential decisions that uh, do not go away. Um, These are consequential decisions that will last with the NBA for a long, long time uh, and beyond this season and... Giannis's injury is just yet another example of that. Um, we're all still hoping for the best. Probably by the time you listen to this, we'll have the news, so this will be a little bit dated, but um, we're all hoping for the best and hoping that it is just a hyperextension, just a sprain maybe, and that there's the possibility that he could return for next week's NBA Finals or for some point in the series, but um, it didn't look that way live. Um, and, and unfortunately, we've seen that face far too many times. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's coaching search and where it goes next coming up in just a moment. But first, got to talk, tell you a little bit more about Built Bar. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors now, and trust me, they're all delicious. I actually, uh, Built Bar sent me like a promo pack, and it had this thing called Grasshopper Cookie. Um, and and, and I, had, I was like, what the? He-? I was like, what the hell is Grasshopper Cookie? I, I have no clue what this is. I was like you know what? Built Bar has built pun intended. Built Bar has built credibility with me. I've tried several flavors and I've been super impressed with how good they taste. I was like, you know what? I don't even know what this is, but I'm going to eat it. And guess what? I loved it. I actually want to try a real grasshopper cookie because the Built Bar was so good. So that should tell you how good these bars taste. These are not your typical protein bars. They're not meal replacement bars. They're not there to kind of fill fill in a gap or to to, to, to add an extra meal because you're, you're, you're working out so hard. No, These are supplement bars, give you a little boost of protein to to help supplement a workout or a little boost of protein energy to get you through your day. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A few of them have a little bit more, but every bar is less than 200 calories. And these aren't like those other bars you see where it says, oh, it's 150 calories, but the bar is two servings. No, this is one serving for 130 calories. You can't ask for anything more from a chocolatey snack at that. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The playoffs, obviously, Nearing their end, you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action too. Before the next pitch, tip-off, puck drop, whatever, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Online, your online sportsbook experts. So where are the magic going from here with the coaching search? Um, We've gone over a lot of the candidates before, but I feel like Certainly, Penny took a lot of the oxygen in the room. Magic legend guy that everyone in this town respects and adores. And a guy that the team, you know, wants to, you know, a guy that a lot of fans on the team wanted to bring back into the fold. It's, I was always, you know, I mentioned it here. I have always been skeptical of Penny's candidacy for head coach. Um, I thought the experience factor was a big thing. I felt that he... Uh, was on the right track to becoming a head coach for sure, but was certainly uh, certainly someone that uh, was certainly someone that it, it just wasn't ready in my opinion. Um, wasn't exactly what the Magic were looking for. Because again, as I mentioned yesterday, and, and as I wrote on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, this coaching hire is a very big deal. Now I was beginning to sell myself on Penny. I think his relationship, his ability to build relationships with young men, especially is a big thing. Um, But his staff would have been very, very important. I'd want an experienced staff that could kind of fill in the gaps that he doesn't quite have as a head coach. You look at even Doc Rivers' initial staff with Orlando, it's a lot of experience on that bench next to him. A lot of guys who had been around the league before. By all reports, by some reports at least, um, the Magic are looking for a little bit more experience. Um, There's wide speculation at this point that the Magic are, are targeting Kenny Atkinson. Ah, uh, the LA Clippers assistant who um, who helped rebuild the Brooklyn Nets. And while some people kind of believe that uh, that they're waiting for the Clippers to get eliminated, I- I'm not one hundred percent sure that's the case. It would not surprise me if Atkinson's also getting interest from a team like the Pelicans, who I think would also do really well under him. The reason why Kenny Atkinson has gotten so much love, and a lot of people, when I mentioned that Atkinson has been like a fa- has been my, one of my favorites for a while now, they'll say, like, why? He couldn't handle the Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant teams. And I'm thinking, and I tell them, those aren't the teams he was hired to, to coach. He was hired to coach a team that was young, very little, very little in the way of talent, and did not have future draft picks. He had to make do with very, very little. And if you watch a lot of those early Brooklyn Nets teams after they traded uh, Kevin Garnett and got rid of Paul Pierce, if you watch those early Brooklyn Nets teams, they may not have won a lot of games, But they had a distinct style. They played extremely hard. They were a tough out. They may not have been able to go the distance. They may not have been able to go the 48 minutes. But they played hard. And I was always super impressed watching them play. Because teams that play hard, you can't hide that. That's good coaching. If a team's going to play hard even in the face of knowing they're going to lose, that's good coaching. I would say that the Magic, honestly, at the end of the season, they played pretty hard. Effort was never the issue with the Magic toward the end of the season. I think that's a credit to Steve Clifford uh, and the job that he did. Although, again, I think there were moments where certainly that, that, that eased off, and that's going to happen over the course of a season. To me, Atkinson has done... Just like when the Magic hired Steve Clifford to take the Magic from a middling team to a playoff team, Atkinson has done the job. He's taken a team from the deep lottery, from one of the worst teams in the league, to a playoff team. And you watch again... Not just even those early Nets teams. When they got D'Angelo Russell, how they played, how they improved, he can handle it. Now, managing superstars, completely different story, obviously. Needs a completely different coach. And that's why Atkinson kind of butted heads with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. He was hired to be a different kind of coach than Steve Nash, who's much more about managing personalities. And again, I'm not taking away from Steve Nash's X's and O's acumen. He proved that a little bit throughout the playoffs, but that coach was very much hired to be a whisperer to Stars and to give Stars a little extra bit they needed to buy in rather than establish a system that Stars had to fit in, so to speak. I think Atkinson, if the Magic do hire him, that would be a home run hire. My question has always been whether Atkinson wants to be known as a coach that takes developing teams like the Magic or like those Nets teams and be that kind of a coach. Essentially, Steve Clifford left because he didn't want to be that coach anymore. Steve Clifford wants to coach teams that are capable of making and making runs in the playoffs, not rebuilding teams. But outside Atkinson, the names start to get a little bit more fuzzy. Um, Terry Stotts has long been rumored to go to the Magic. Uh, I, I like Terry Stotts as an idea. I think his offensive acumen is really strong. But I go back and look at his first stint as a head coach with the Atlanta Hawks, and it was not pretty. And obviously... In Portland, he had a lot of success, and I think you do learn from job to job. Um, so I think that he would be better equipped to handle this kind of a rebuild, but I don't think that's what he's interested in either. Terry Stotts, in my mind, is the offensive version of Steve Clifford. You know you're going to make the playoffs with him. You know he's going to establish kind of a, a set discipline and, and a set, set, set structure for his team. But are you going to really advance much further than that? And that's ultimately why Portland decided to part ways with him. Other than that, you're looking at assistants, and assistants are really difficult to judge. Becky Hammond has been a popular name, and I still think that she deserves and should get a shot at being a head coach very, very soon. But the reports coming out of Portland are that people in San Antonio said she's not all she's cracked up to be. Whether that report is true or not, Pau Gasol has given her glowing reviews as a coach. I, 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 I don't know. Frankly, um, I do think Becky Hammond is in line to be a head coach one day, and 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 I, and I, ho- I would, I hope that it would come in the cycle, and it might still with the Orlando Magic, and of course there's jobs in New Orleans and Washington Open as well. From there, you have Charles Lee, you have Darvin Ham, you have Jamal Mosley, assistant coaches that—West Huntsville Jr. Assistant coaches that are from strong pedigrees, but you just don't know exactly what their roles are and how that translates to the big chair, to being a head coach. I think those are all fair questions to ask, and I think that's questions that are impossible for us to answer on the outside, outside of that interview room. And so, and so, that's sort of where the coaching search stands. The Magic like to keep things very, very quiet, but it seems like we're waiting on some of the bigger names like Kenny Atkinson to become available so that the Magic can can move forward. And if that happens, it'll be a home run hire. Again, I will will state that, you know, I will state that, yes, uh, 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 I would like to see a minority candidate, and I think there's been a good job hiring minority candidates in this coaching cycle, but at the end of the day, you take the best man for the job. Kenny Atkinson has proven that he can do the job. And again, granted, I know that maybe some coaches haven't gotten the opportunity that they should to get that job. But at this point, it does feel like the Magic are coming closer to the end. The coaching search is starting to wind down. The Magic have interviewed several, several candidates, I'm sure, already, waiting for maybe a few more, and then it will be decision time. And once decision time comes, decisions happen quickly. The process to gather information is slow. Decisions are fast. And so I would expect the Magic to have a coaching decision in the very, very near future. That's going to do it for us today, though, on Locked On Magic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Don't forget, starting July 19th, the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey will begin. Featuring an analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts, Brian Scalabrini and former general manager, Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. And yes, I've already begun discussing a few of them. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Don't forget to check out this great new podcast, the Ultimate Mock Draft, starting July 19th. That's good to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked The Magic. Of course, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the ways on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore omni. And of course... For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is the Philip Ross Height. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.